Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It has been almost 100 years since the last person was executed in Michigan. But could the man accused of murdering two-year-old Winter Cole Smith change that? You got a very horrific set of facts here where a little girl was missing for a couple of days and then murdered so terribly and traumatized multiple communities. While the crime as accused is as brutal as it gets, could the death penalty end up being government overreach? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. For over a week, the story of two-year-old Winter Cole Smith has dominated the headlines here in Michigan and across the country. It is alleged that on July 2nd, Rashad Trice kidnapped Winter after assaulting her mother in Lansing, triggering a statewide Amber Alert. While Trice and Winter's mother were dating, Trice is not Winter's father. That detail will matter later. Trice was arrested in St. Clair Shores on the 3rd, but Winter was not with him. Sadly, her lifeless body was found in a Detroit alley on July 5th. This all sounds like a state crime, right? Well, the federal government has gotten involved. This man is not the first person to kidnap somebody that resulted in their death. What is it about this crime specifically that triggers the federal law? So Congress said that any minor that is kidnapped who is not the parent or guardian and who doesn't report that within 24 hours, that gives the feds jurisdiction. Now, I think it could be argued that normally you'd have to have federal jurisdiction, meaning you would cross state lines or the kidnapping occurred on an airplane or something for which there's clearly federal jurisdiction. This case is not. She was kidnapped in Lansing and basically taken to Detroit. So there's an issue there. However, there is that federal statute. Even though Trice was arrested within 24 hours, he failed to tell the authorities where this little girl Winter was. And I think that that probably will trigger federal jurisdiction. That explanation comes to us courtesy of WWJ legal analyst Charlie Langton. As a result of the Fed's involvement, Trice could face the death penalty if convicted. But here in Michigan, we don't have the death penalty. Michigan was one of the first states in the union to ban the death penalty. I don't even think Michigan's ever, state of Michigan, ever executed someone while the state has been in the United States of America. In fact, it's in our Constitution that Michigan does not have the death penalty. So you're asking yourself, how can we have the death penalty? Well, we have state laws and federal laws. And under federal law, depending on the crime, you could get the death penalty. And if the crime happens in Michigan, in the federal courts, yes, you could get the death penalty here in Michigan. But it's federal law, not state law. Now, as Rashad Trice looks like he's going to be charged federally with kidnapping and kidnapping cause of death. If you take a look at the statute, the U.S. Code on the federal law, kidnapping causing death is 
possibly punished by up to the death penalty. Since Michigan became a state in 1837, only one person has been sentenced to death. In 1938, Tony Shebatoris was executed in Milan after being convicted of robbing a federal bank. Since then, nothing. Will Trice face the death penalty? That is not clear. He appeared in federal court today in Grand Rapids and the case was sent to a grand jury. Charlie won't argue with the gruesome nature of the case, but does that alone give the federal government the right to step in? Some people could argue, and perhaps legitimately, that this is a federal overreach. Why? Because the states could very easily, as you said, they handle, unfortunately, kidnappings and kidnappings cause of death at a routine basis. This is a, basically a state case, but because of the semi-unique circumstances here, I think the feds, uh, they will have jurisdiction, but it's going to be argued. Anytime you do cross a state line, uh, you kidnap a member of Congress, uh, you commit the uh, crime on a federally owned property, those would trigger the textbook federal jurisdiction. Everything else would be state jurisdiction. And, and we don't really have any of these. There was no federal property. He didn't cross state lines. This uh, little girl was not a member of Congress or any protected person or anything along those lines. Federal prosecutors and judges are not elected. So it's not as if they're trying to score electoral points by taking swift action in cases like this. But that does not mean the Department of Justice is not trying to send a message. I wonder if some of this is the Fed saying, look, this may be a stretch, but we're putting our foot down. This kind of stuff's not going to happen in our country. Well, I think there is uh, some movement. I mean, we just saw uh, yesterday uh, there was a federal charge on a hate crime uh, where the Warren police officer, Gonzalez, smashed the defendant in the holding cell, smashed his head, threw him in a jail cell, etc. Originally, that case was charged state in the McComb prosecutor's office. However, the Fed said, no, we can put this into a federal charge and we're going to take control of this case. So I do see some, at least in those two cases, I see the Fed's taking control. They have more resources, perhaps. Uh, they want to exercise more jurisdiction on uh, different crimes, etc. So, I mean, there is that possibility. Here is one thing we non-lawyers tend to forget. Trials and the lead-up to them involve a ton of strategy. Charlie thinks that is one of the scenarios that could be unfolding right now. When we're talking about a crime so terrible as, as the kidnapping and, and death of Winter, a lot of strategy comes into play. If you're being charged with the death penalty, you know, the likelihood that you may want to take a plea to a non-death sentence, life in prison perhaps, would be very high on, uh, on my list if I'm the defense attorney. So just having the death penalty, I would think most people would argue it does give the, the U.S. attorney a leg up in the negotiations and, and perhaps even the trial. I mean, you think that's what this is, is that they present the death penalty, and if they're allowed, they take a plea of life in prison, no parole, as soon as they can? If they charge with the death penalty, you know, the death penalty is not easy to get. Uh, I've, I've covered one death penalty case in Michigan. The jury, though, decided not to come back with the death penalty. So it's not a done deal. Michigan was one of the first states to abandon the death penalty in 1846, but Michigan still remains in the minority. 
there are 27 states across the country where the death penalty is still legal. And obviously, it's legal at the federal level, too. According to the Death Penalty Information Center, about 2,400 Americans currently sit on death row. But because of Michigan's hard stance against capital punishment, Charlie says the trial could come with additional layers. Remember, this case will be tried in Grand Rapids, so it's still a Michigan jury. As we said earlier, we have a long history in Michigan now of not giving the death penalty. We just don't like the death penalty for many, many reasons. Assuming he is convicted of the kidnapping cause of death, then there'll be another trial, same jury, to determine whether or not there are mitigating factors to say that he should not get the death penalty. So that's another call that will have to be made. It's a fascinating, from a legal point of view, how the due process for a death penalty, it just doesn't happen very often, uh, but the jury is given a lot of detail about uh, Trice's life to give an opinion. Look, they have the verdict there to say whether or not he should get the death penalty or are there mitigating factors. I mean, did he do this? And again, I don't know what the factors might be. This is certainly a terrible crime. But we'll see what happens, though. This is going to be interesting. And again, the feds, as of now, they have not put the death penalty on the table. We'll see. The last time Michigan carried out an execution on their own was in the 1830s. It happened before Michigan was even a state. So that means Charlie is right. The state of Michigan has never executed a prisoner on their own. What are the odds somebody's executed here in Michigan? It just, it seems so improbable. It looks like the evidence is going to be pretty good. I mean, they've got an eyewitness, the girlfriend, Winter's mother. They can put him in the car for the kidnapping. I would imagine there's DNA. Uh, there's a cord. They've got pictures of the cord that was in the criminal complaint. So, I mean, they have an autopsy. They'll have the medical examiner testify as to the manner of death. It seems like they've got a pretty strong case. Now, you know, they could be talking to him right now saying, listen, you want to take a plea and we won't even ask for the death penalty. I and mean, that's a possibility, too. He's only 26 years old. He does have a criminal record. He's innocent until proven guilty. And we'll give him his day in court. But it seems to be a relatively strong case. But again, we'll have to see what plays out. In the last 100 years, the federal government has executed 50 prisoners on death row. Could Rashad Trice become the 51st if he's convicted of kidnapping and killing Winter Cole Smith? If it were based solely on one of the most cold-blooded murders I have ever seen, yes. But that is not how our legal system works. So we'll have to wait and see, like it or not. Today's big thanks goes out to the one and only Charlie Langton for his expertise. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. You want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening.